0: Listeners, happy to see you. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 6 of the Author Accountability Podcast. I am Donna, and as always, with me here is Rianne. Hello. How are you doing? Um, I'm alright.
1: I'm alright. I've got a massive ulcer on my lip, which is really annoying because it's like... Oh, gee where it is on my on on the inside of my mouth it's like just sitting on the top of my teeth so every time I talk or eat or do anything it catches and it it's really painful
0: oh that I'm oh, sorry oh that's not no I must say I'm very fortunate that I've never suffered with cold sores so yeah but I can imagine and uh I'm so sorry <laughs> that's the worst, especially when it's like in a place where it like it's constantly moving. It's kind of like cutting your knuckles and it's like every time you bend your fingers it splits open again. yeah, it's it's not something that
1: like is a blinding pain, but it's just one of those annoying things that every time you'll catch it, you're like,
0: oh, my God, so painful. Oh, shame, man. Oh, that's awful. Should we move on to something more happy? How has your last couple of weeks been? How are you feeling? What you been? Up I mean. To? Last week I was really ill. Oh, yes, yeah, you, oh, shame, that was, uh, do, do you want to tell them or, or will
1: I? I mean, I, I mean, I can tell them, yeah. I
0: had what we call in the
1: UK norovirus, which is basically just a sickness and diarrhea bug. And it comes on really suddenly and then it goes just as suddenly. Um, Mine lasted for four days. So I was, I became ill Sunday night, Monday morning. So then I was sick Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I started to feel better, but I was still feeling the nausea and the aches and the pains and stuff like that. On the Monday, my temperature went up to 38.5 Celsius, which um, 38 degrees is considered a high temperature in the UK. And mine was yeah almost 39. And then on the Thursday, I went to work, but I was only there for half a day. And I was like, I just I just can't please take me home. I spent four days without food and I'm still not eating properly now just because I never know if it's going to come back up. So that's fun.
0: Oh, that's awful. That was
1: that was last week. This week has done slightly better, as in I'm not ill. I did a full week at work, haven't lost any money because I wasn't there, which is great. And yeah, that is me in a nutshell. My life is pretty boring at the moment. All I do is get up, write, go to work, come home. Do some more work, go to sleep.
0: <laughs> Listen, sometimes just basic, normal, uneventful days is what we need. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know for me, um, I'm feeling the same way because last week, M was ill with a throat infection and she also had like a whole lot of like sinus y thing going on, which was not fun for her or for me. So she was home all week last week. And then we had a public holiday with what you guys would call a bank holiday on mm-hmm. Tuesday. And so the schools put Monday off as well. So she was with me from Tuesday to Tuesday all day. And I emerged on Wednesday morning, wiping the sleep out of my eyes, like Robin Williams out of Jumanji. And I was like, what year is it? And like, I like I was completely thrown and it was, And it's taken me until today to kind of be like, oh, okay, so this is what life is like again. Okay, got you. Mm -hmm. Awesome. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I feel like when when you're sick, you just kind of forget the notion of time, days, and then when you have to go back to normality, you're like,
0: what? What do I do again? Oh, yeah. Um, so if you can hear talking in the background, that is not actually my daughter, that is um, my friend's daughter, who's come um, for a little play date with Em, but M hasn't woken up from her nap yet, so,
1: so she's <laughs>
0: she's playing with it's Nadine. all on her own. Yeah. But um, Emma'll be up soon. I I heard her stirring just before we hopped on, so I'm sure they'll they'll be together soon. Um, Aww. but yeah, for me, as I said, this last week has been relatively uneventful in terms of work stuff because Emma's been sick. I have charged forward though, and I finished Publish and Thrive, which I can't recommend enough. I know I've been saying it since I started it, but honestly especially for an author who's just starting out and you're like, what the hell do I do? And what order do I do things like, do I have to worry about copyright stuff? What, you know, like what are my options? Honestly, best thing ever, because there was a lot of stuff. And I think I said this last time that I kind of knew. And uh, like, there was stuff that I knew part of what I needed to do in that. And you know, this and that, and the next thing, but This kind of, it just clarified everything for me, which was really nice. And um, I've since, uh, because I love that course so much, since now decided to take Sarah Cannon's planning course, which is the HB90 method. So both of which I'll link down in the show notes um, for our listeners Mm -hmm. if they want. Listen, I'm not going to lie. They are a little bit pricey, but they... Me have been worth it. Uh, so and she does offer payment plans if you need that option. So yes, the HP 90 so far is going really well. Um I'm a, I'm a bit, I suppose, in quotes behind because it's all unlocked now. Um she did it like she did with the Publish and Thrive, which is like unlock it daily instead of weekly. It's not very long, it's seven days, six, seven days. And yeah, I'm enjoying that. I bought her beautiful digital undated planner for Etsy Shop, which I'll I'll be showing Rianne later once we're off air, but uh yeah, it's I'm uh, really enjoying it, and that's pe- pretty much all I've been doing honestly. And then just trying to get my little munchkin healthy again. Um, other than that, mm. I've just been taking it easy, you know, giving myself some space to breathe before I dive properly back into writing and work in April.
1: Yeah, I've also been trying to. clean out my phone because you know like when you have a phone and you you find something online and you're like oh I'll screenshot it and go back to it later and then you never go back to it well I currently have 2650 images on my phone and 90% of them are screenshots so um, (laughs) my plan is to at some point this weekend go through I mean I'm actually quite impressed because I started this yesterday and I was over 3,000. Yeah, so I've got rid of like 400 images. So I'm quite, I'm quite happy that I've done that in like an afternoon. And I'm just kind of, I'm doing one of two things. So I'm kind of going through all the images and I'm either saying, oh yes, I'll keep that on my phone, like if it's a picture of me and my family or my daughter, although I did delete like a load of pictures of Mallory because she was really young and I don't really need pictures of her from like when she was two months old on my phone because I've got them all in a different app that I've been sharing with my family so if I want to go back and look at them I can so I don't need them on my phone so I do that's what I do too yeah then with the screenshots I've been doing one of two things either I've got like a cluster where I've taken screenshots of another author's like intake google form for arc readers or beta readers or something like that so i've uploaded those into my google drive and then deleted them off my phone because i don't need them on my phone because all Mm. they're doing on my phone is sitting there and taking up space so they can they can just be deleted so yeah i'm either writing the notes down that i want to like sort through and put in different places or i'm uploading the screenshots to my google drive and yeah i've managed to get rid of 400 pictures from my phone which i'm I'm very happy
0: with so far. And I will that's continue to progress. do that over the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Now, I must say, one of the worst things I did was sync my phone to my Google Drive because that's the thing is that like, yes, I want my photographs, like the nice ones that I take to be backed up. But then if somebody sends me like a picture on WhatsApp or, as you said, you screenshot something, all of that gets uploaded as well. You can't just pick and choose what syncs and what doesn't sync. And so it's been very frustrating for me. Because every few few months I go into my Google Drive and it's like, everything is full. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to go all through all of these and delete all the memes and the this and then that. And it's incredibly frustrating. Yes. Yeah. It's Anyways.
1: Like, I honestly don't know why I've got 1,753 screenshots on my phone. Like, what the hell am I taking people off?
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I must say, I used to be awful with screenshots um for me now it's like the downloads folder in my laptop is like that because um recently I was downloading pictures for like the covers of my character profiles and stuff like that and it's like so much trash in there because I had to pick like the right one that frames just correctly and like the right resolution I was just grabbing stuff off Google not just willy-nilly and so I've had to go back and delete those as well but yeah, let's talk about writing <laughs> writing so, as I was saying yes. <laughs> um obviously
1: last week I didn't do much because I was ill however this week I have made up for it and I've written 3,474 words so far my best day was actually today so this morning I wrote a thousand words in 45 minutes and I don't even know how that has happened but it was amazing
0: that's like um, some kind and, um, of time warp situation that I know
1: I know it's <laughs> You know, <laughs> I obviously was just thinking to myself, I need to make up for all of the words that I did not write last week. Um And then I've got another writing session tomorrow for my standalone, which I'm very excited for because I've just finished the fourth chapter. So I'm about to start chapter five. And yeah, things are ramping up and I'm very excited.
0: Oh, that's um, Tessa's story, hey? Tessa's story, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so excited. <laughs> and
1: I just... um. Earlier today, because on a Friday, I update my patrons with like a behind the scenes update. They get all the goodness. So they've just had an update where I've shown them some pictures. I've given them a heads up of what I'll be writing next. They've had some sneak peeks at what I'm currently working on behind the scenes.
0: Mm-hmm. It's related
1: to writing, but it's not actually writing. And then I've also given them another look at the current state of all my work in progresses, which is just ridiculous because it's it's just a picture of my... Like tracker and there's like a horrendous amount of things on there
0: so, so those yeah. of you who want to know the inside scoop more inside scoop than this inside <laughs> yeah. scoop of the podcast go to rianne's patreon yes
1: um and then i've kind of just like brain dumped at the end and i'm like this is everything that i'm thinking of so yeah so i'm part of like um on Facebook you can get groups where people like drop plot ideas and stuff. And mm. there was two that was dropped in the Sneak Peek group yesterday. And one of them oh, It's so good. It's so good. But I'm so poor and I can't I can't buy it. But I really want to because it's just
0: that good. <laughs> oh I hate it when you get come to those moments and you're like, Oh, but if I had the money, oh. but you can't Ooh. spend money that you don't have, unfortunately. Right, exactly yeah capitalism
1: (laughs) i'm also having like motivational issues with tiktok like i i've generally run out of ideas i don't know what to post anymore i i don't know what people want to see i don't know what people enjoy watching on booktok so yeah i think i'm gonna have to spend like a couple of hours just like going through videos and Mm -hmm. trying to get some inspiration and interacting with things that i like and maybe seeing like what other things are popular. And then, of course, there's my midlife crisis, which is a whole other thing.
0: Aren't you a bit young to be having a midlife crisis? Well, I'm 30. No, but it's like, that's like a quarter life or a third life crisis. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know how old I'm going to live for. <laughs> but, like, have you come to, like, any kind of conclusion as to, like, slimming down your focus and stuff? I know we talked about that last time.
1: No, so what I've done instead, I say instead, it's it's going to help me do that. So mm. my friend Holly, she's a business coach and like a planning pro and like a st- strategist. Strategist, I don't know how to say yeah, that word. Yeah, strategist. So she's one of those. Um, She's awesome. I was part of her membership during lockdown and she's just closed that now. So she's she's taken that off the table. But in the membership, she she used to do like quarterly planning parties. And they were really good for just getting you to, like, think about things, like, think about what you want, think about how to go forward and making, like, a proper plan to put those things that you want in place. So she was selling tickets for £25. It's happening Thursday the 30th of March at 10am BST, because I think our clocks go back this weekend, or forward. We changed to summertime this weekend. (laughs) I don't like daylight savings. (laughs) And times and trying to like do conversions. It's very difficult for my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, so she was selling tickets for that. So I was like, you know what? You know what? Let's just do it. Let's let's do that. We'll we'll start with that. And then I think Sarah, Sarah Cannon, she's Mm -hmm. doing um a free thing in April called the Writer's Reset. Yes. I I feel like I need this too. So my plan my plans are to go through the April planning party with Holly, and then go through the April reset with Sarah, and then hopefully my crisis will be over. I'll know what I want to do, I could go forward from there, and
0: everything will be hunky dory for a while. You know what? Sometimes you just need a good old reset. I, I feel like this first quarter, that's what kind of has been that's what it's been for me. Like, I've I needed to kind of remind myself why I want to write, and like get myself in a solid plan for the way forward speaking of my goal going forward is to set three goals per quarter one for that is writing based one that is for like business or social media and then the third that is kind of home related so like I said declutter my house or like work on going out more you know taking walks with a family like home house and health kind of situation so that's that's kind of going forward what I'm thinking it's a good way to do it to go about it mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I have have I uh, answered answered the previous question satisfac- satisfactorily. That, are you satisfied with Mars answer? satisfactorily and yes <laughs> <laughs> we are the epitome
1: of two very stressed out parents who are also trying to have decent careers that's true that we is... don't know how to speak anymore
0: I I speak best when I'm typing basically because I can yeah can erase and then get it right and erase and then
1: yes yes I am the
0: same and mm. yeah yeah uh true. yeah so that was my week yeah should we move on to the fun stuff or is there anything else? Oh, two, no, sorry, tasks to complete in the following couple I was of weeks. say, don't jump ahead. What are All you right. doing over the next two weeks, lady? <laughs> <laughs> so in the next two weeks. Um, if I can open my calendar. So next week I need to finish HB90. I have a call with Ms. Camille. Um, with Cam. So similar to the way you and I are doing um like writing accountability, she and I are doing kind of like a, a similar thing, but like with every goal, all the goals. So, but it's just between the two of us. We're not recording it or anything. But because she she's she brought it up and she said, Listen, do you want she said, Do you want to be planning buddies? And I was like, Okay, sure, that sounds great. <laughs> Oh, planning buddies. Yeah, so we're going to be planning buddies and we're going to be doing one one call per quarter, if it works out nicely. And then Emma's on school holidays from the 3rd until the 11th. So I'm going to be working some in the afternoons, but not tons. I'm hoping to, at the very least, um, just do an outline for book one, I think. Um, I think that's that's reasonable for the next couple of weeks,
1: so I just worked it out because we i I should say because you unfortunately were not able to join us because I have technically already recorded the next episode, yes, with our special guest who I shall not name until you listen to the episode. We are actually not meet next meeting up for like four weeks, so yes, oh yes, I'm I forgot gonna about that. Yeah, so I uh, I've planned my tasks based on the fact that I'm not gonna we're not gonna sit here and chat about writing. I mean, obviously we'll have conversations in between. but yeah. we're not gonna be sat here recording our accountability for four weeks. Yes. Um, so I am going to try and write in the next four weeks six thousand words for Keriden, two thousand words for Tessa. I want to go through the planning party. And I'm going on a writing retreat. So I want to fully commit to the writing retreat and just embrace it with everything that I have. Enjoy my time with my two friends, Alice and Lindsay, and come away feeling refreshed, restarted. And yeah, with all of the, you know, high vibes that I'm hoping to get there, I've basically. (laughs) So I've made us like goodie bags, which has like a notebook and planners and pens and stickers and all that kind of good stuff. Oh, nice. Alice and Lindsay's are packed really nicely because obviously I wanted to make it like a little bit of a presentation. My bag is full of all of that good stuff, plus all of the things that I want to take, plus like a load of like notes that I've just had over the course of like running up to the retreat that I've just written down. And I'm like, I'll just stuff that in my bag because I need that later.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So... Well, you yes. know what you'll have fun rediscovering all the slips of paper during the weekend.
1: <laughs> yeah, if I don't go like absolutely insane before I go. Um, oh. But yeah, so that's exciting. I'm very I'm 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 very much looking forward to it because I think with the way I've been feeling at the moment and like the I don't want to say depression, but like the the down feelings that I've had about where I'm going with my life and what direction I want to go in and what things I want to pursue. It'll be good to just like be able to sit down and plan out everything and not be distracted by a child.
0: Hmm. I hear you hundred percent. All right. Okay. Before we get cut off again, let's just dive into the fun stuff. I'm hope I'm mm-hmm. just going to have to cut this together the best that I can. <laughs> fun stuff reading um watching listening all the things so
1: there's currently in the uk they're currently airing the newest season of married at first sight australia so i'm currently watching that um and i think at some point today the new lover's blind season on netflix comes out so i'll be watching that at the moment there's vikings on on my tv season two But I kind of, I don't understand all the characters' motivations, so I kind of, I'm like losing interest, so at the moment it's just on as like background noise. But apart from that, I'm not really watching any TV. Um, Last week, I, while I was, you know, in my nausea delirium, um, binge watched the entire season two of Shadow and Bone. Reading-wise, I started reading a book as like inspiration for Tessa, but I just, I I don't know what was wrong with me on the weekend, but I just couldn't get into it. And then I tried to go back to my Kindle read, which is Dark Wind, which I'm still really enjoying. Um, But again, I don't know what was wrong with me. Like I just couldn't get into the reading of it. So I've completely changed gears. I've taken all fantasy off the table for now. And now I'm in the middle of like a fantasy, uh, a romantic contemporary novel um, by one of my faves, Laura Jane Williams. Mm -hmm. I have like all of her books down here. And I feel like that's just like a really easy read. Um, so I'm, I'm about halfway through it. It's about a woman who gets stood up at the altar and then goes on a honeymoon anyway. Um, nice. and so far, it's a ve- well. So far, it's a very enjoyable read. I'm actually like this. This would never happen in real life. but I'm rather enjoying it. But yeah, that's that's about me in a nutshell. I'm hoping that once I get through this um, romance novel, I'll be able to get back into the fantasy. I don't know if my stack is anywhere, that you can see. Oh, there it is. That's um, my hmm. next pile to read. Oh, so there is The Bridge Kingdom, <laughs> and then there's From Blood such and Ash. A, sorry, and it's such there's the an odd awesome thing King. to say.
0: That's the stack that I'm going to read next. I'm sorry, I cut off the titles <laughs> as you looked in. I just couldn't help myself. Sorry for our listeners, tell us the titles
1: again. So The Bridge Kingdom, From Blood and Ash because I should have read that ages ago, but I just didn't, because everyone told me that book one was was really slow, book two was amazing, and then all the rest of them were rubbish. And I'm like, how is she still writing books? She's, like, releasing book five or something next. And then I don't know if it's actually going to be any use for me, but it sounded really cool, so I bought the book anyway. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's a standalone, but it's called The Last Dragon King. Hmm,
0: that sounds interesting. Yeah, I'm very excited. Mm. So I have a limited a limited uh, a thing at the moment. so still working my way through blood wisp. Um, generally because I've just been nexting my writing time and uh, my reading time during the day just to get to get on with this, this course. But once I get into more of a groove in April, I'll have that right, that reading time set in my schedule so I won't um, worry about that as i said before still really enjoying it I'm curious to see where it goes and what how the characters develop um mm-hmm. watching currently watching manifest on netflix which i mm-hmm. started watching it a while back and i was like i don't know and a friend of mine said to me listen just push through just watch the first few episodes and uh, it's really good so it's really week. good. I've watched
1: all, I've watched all three, three seasons and the first half of season four because the second half isn't out yet.
0: Yeah. So I have watched. Uh, last week I binged season one. <laughs> as em was as I said, Em was ill, weren't doing much, so I was just watching TV a lot of the time. It's Uh, so good, isn't it? (laughs) It's so good. I'm really enjoying it. And, like, I must say, though, now that I'm starting in the beginning of season two, Ben is starting to irritate me a little bit with his gung-ho. I was going to say, who's your favourite character? Okay, my favourite character, hmm, I think currently Michaela, just because she's shown the most progress, like, personal growth so far because Ben like kind olive. of, oh yes, Olive as well, yes, I do like Olive, I do like Olive a lot, Um, so um, I won't say any spoilers, but yeah, I, I just feel like Ben is still, like, he's still on this, like, train of, like, I'm a do it, I'm a get things done, and you can't exclude me, and he, like, it's starting to get, like, a bit much, <laughs> I'm like, he doesn't seem to be learning from his mistakes, you know what I'm saying, but I don't know. Maybe my mind will be changed in the next couple of seasons. I don't know. We'll see. I will. I will report back. I will report back. Um, but I mean, yes. it's a wild ride. I can't wait for you to update me. <laughs> Thanks. And then, yeah. Besides that, I don't think anything else. Let me just check my Netflix quickly, and then I'll tell you if there. I think there was a movie that I watched the other day. I think I've already mentioned, but I watched like all
1: of the Nash Treasures. Oh, did you? <laughs> Yeah, like all of them, even including the new TV show that's come out on Disney+. Plus.
0: Oh, I didn't know there was a TV show. That's cool.
1: Oh, my God, it's so good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I my went into it, it, it thinking
1: this is going to be absolutely horrendous.
0: Mm.
1: I was like, Nicolas Cage isn't in it. It's going to be rubbish. It's, like, not worth
0: watching. Oh, my God, I was so wrong. Oh, Okay. I must put that on my list then. That sounds, cause I love national treasure. I love, like I was, I'm one of those weird people who just I, like anything, like the artifacts and like the treasure maps and the like Indiana Jones and like national treasure. Like it's my jam. Like I love it. And uh, sometime in the future, I will write something like that. It's amazing. I love it. Watch it. Watch it. Okay. You will love it. Okay. I will. I will watch it. Okay. On that note, seeing as we are actually running out of time, let us move on to our topic today, which is going to be very interesting and informative, if I do say so myself, (laughs) which is beta readers, the do's and don'ts. So, as someone who has not enlisted betas before in my entire life, but I do plan to enlist, I will concede to you for the first bit and then I will Offer my opinion.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So for anyone who doesn't know, a beta reader is someone who will read your manuscript and provide you with feedback, whether that's, you know, they find typos and tell you or they give you feedback on like plot holes and stuff. So these can be your friends. They can be strangers that you find in the book community. I would recommend that they're always either a writer or a reader themselves. Hmm. Because, you know, otherwise you're just asking random people to give you feedback and they won't really have anything beneficial to give you.
0: And somebody who (laughs) who falls into your, your ideal reader kind of bracket, somebody who reads the genre that you write.
1: Yeah, essentially you want, like your ideal beta readers would be representative of who your book is. Targeted for. So, who the people that you are going to be wanting to read your book, like who Mm. do you want to go out and buy your book? Those are the people who should also be your beta readers. You want them to have familiarity with your genre so they can help you make sure that you've hit all the tropes that you're trying to put in there, um, make sure that they're not overused and that there's no like key elements missing. What I do want to stress to people is to remind you that a beta reader cannot replace a professional editor. While they can be very helpful, and yes, they can mention that you've put an apostrophe in the wrong place or you've spelled a word wrong or you've used the English spelling instead of the American spelling, they are not an editor. So you, your manuscript will still need to be edited by somebody professional. I'm not saying that they would do a bad job. I'm just saying that it's always better to have a professional look over your stuff as well.
0: Which I think... For me, as far as I understand it, and this is how I'm going to be used, utilizing betas. So for our listeners, because I've spoken to Rand about this off-air, I am, because I'm a sucker for punishment, I'm going to be going through like a multi-step process to not do away with a developmental editor, but hopefully, you know, because I don't have money for both a developmental and a line edit, and I believe, in my opinion, it's more important to have that done because there's other ways to deal with the developmental stuff. So for me, I'm going to be having critique partners, what I am deeming alpha readers. So like a beta reader, but these are people who I know, who I trust, and they are are going to be, I'm going to be asking them like more broader questions rather than kind of what I plan to ask my betas and uh, which is going to be kind of a bit more intensive and a bit more intentional and in focusing on specific subjects and yeah because alpha things. readers are
1: supposed to be the first people who read like your first draft that should never yeah. see the light of day for anybody
0: <laughs> yeah exactly and I think for me in my research I think if there's one big do that I can offer personally is no what you expect from your beta readers and make sure that they know what you expect from them as well. Um, Because I've heard so many horror stories of people just dropping out halfway through. And like, you know, I think it's important also to treat them with respect because they, you're not, they're paying them. You're not paying them. They are doing you a solid <laughs> and they're helping you out. And so it's always important to treat them with respect and professionalism and make sure that everybody is clear on what everybody expects and the timeline that it's expected. I think that for me is my major do. Yeah. And the other thing you
1: want to do as well is if you're imploring people from the online community who you don't have a personal connection with, I would Possibly get them to like sign a contract or something just to say that they're not going to steal your work and run away with it and publish it themselves. Mm. It just yeah. covers you. Like it doesn't have to be anything fancy, you know. I think Melissa Hawks on her Writers Hub website she offers a free one. Let me just see if I can find it.
0: Oh, okay, she's taken the website down. That's not helpful.
1: Oh, I don't know who else would have one.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure, to be honest. I'm trying to rack my brains and think of what Sarah says about it and publish it throughout, but I can't – if I say anything, I'd be lying because I can't remember exactly what she said. But, it, yeah, I think the, the basic thing is to, to know what you, you want out of the process because if you don't know what you want out of by the end of the process, then any feedback you get is not going to be useful to you. Yeah, and also
1: – just remember that it is feedback feedback is subjective and it's personal to the person that is giving it to you Mm -hmm. um does not 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 to say that it's not going to be beneficial and it's not going to be constructive it absolutely might be however (laughs) if you don't like something or they've suggested something that you don't want to implement because
0: it wouldn't make sense like that's okay as well Mm, yeah You, you don't have to make all of the change that they suggest i think so yes. do treat your betas with respect and know what you expect from the process. Don't just implement all of the suggestions that they make without thinking them through first. Exactly. Also, do prepare your questions for them in advance. A lot of beta readers, it may be the, it may not be the first time they've beta read or beta read, but make sure that you are the one who's organized and you have your questions set out from the beginning and they know exactly what to do when to do it and that kind of thing because I think for a beta reader who is a not getting paid and b um, is reading a unpublished and unedited manuscript it can be a bit much to be like well I'm helping this person out and like they haven't even sent me the questionnaire for the first couple of chapters. And I, like, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. do keep organized and do give them a good idea of not just your genre, but what your actual book is about. Like write to like a little rough blurb so that the, so that they know what to expect. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause, because you might be writing something that's like super spicy, but because you haven't included that in your blurb or you haven't suggested it, um, one of your beta readers might get really upset because they weren't expecting so much spice and, uh, and and they could and then their feedback is completely tainted because just because of that one thing that they didn't expect that was actually in there
1: yeah exactly i think Brittany wang actually has a great series on beta readers on her youtube channel so she does oh uh, yeah i think I've just found the link to the first video, so I'll drop that in the notes so that we can put that in the show notes for anyone who's listening um, mm. because she ended up with like 70 plus applications to be her beta reader. There's also groups on Facebook that you can go to. You could put out a call on your social medias. You can go through your net newsletter to find those people. Obviously, if you want somebody to do something specific, like be a sensitivity reader, that would be completely different. Yeah,
0: I think I think just overall is just to, to bear in mind that these people are there to help you. And you, you you might get a beta reader who agrees to help you and then just trashes you and attacks you as a person. And it's okay to just completely disregard all of their their feedback. If it's a you know it's it's difficult to receive critique, and I feel like the difference between doing beta readers and like alpha readers and critique partners is like, these are people that don't know you um, who perhaps aren't sure of exactly what you're trying to achieve with your book. And so they are more likely to be a bit more brutal in their feedback. And like, it's okay to take it slowly, especially if this is the first time you're sharing your work with strangers you know for me like I'm not scared like I'm not scared to share my work with Rhian with my sister you know with other people who I know and who I know read and will enjoy my book and you know I know that they that even if they offer tough critique it's coming from a place of love so Mm -hmm. for me in my whole process for me if there's ever a nervous section for me is going to be with beta readers because this will be the first time that I'm sharing my work with strangers so I think take care of your own mental and emotional health through the process as well if you're somebody who's particularly sensitive to critique and feedback as well
1: yes I agree I agree that was incredible advice I've also just found another video by Abby Emmons
0: she oh, yes. has She's done listened. a really
1: good video on what questions to ask your mm. beta readers. And I'm pretty sure if you just like Google beta reader contract, somebody will mm. be able to show you one that they've done. Or, you you know, you'll be able to find some semblance of what you can send to beta readers to make sure that you and your work are protected.
0: Yeah. And I think that's all that we can really say on the subject. Um, Let us know down in over rather on post that is going to come along with this episode and let us know what are your beta reader do's and don'ts? Is there something that we've missed out? Is there something that you would like to add or do you perhaps disagree with us? I I don't think we've said anything controversial this episode, but if we have, please (laughs) let us know. Um, I mean you never know nowadays. Uh, yeah no I <laughs> yeah let's let's not go there let's not go there <laughs> but yeah other than that thank you so much for being with us listeners and we will see you next time bye bye